uh, who noticed that they were forget getting forgetful, so they went to the doctor. So the doctor gave them some suggestions. One of the suggestions was, whatever you tell each other, write it down. Okay? So they go back home, and uh, the old lady asks her husband to get her a bowl of ice cream. He says, will you remember? You want to write it down? He said, no, no. You want a bowl of ice cream, right? Okay. As he was going to stop to again, you know, I want you to bring a bowl of ice cream, and I want you to put whipped cream over it. He said, do you remember? Will you remember? Or you want to write it down? He said, no, I won't forget. You want ice cream and whipped cream over it. No problem. Then as he was going to stop doing again, he said, you know, put a cherry on top. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to write it down? No, no, I don't want to write it down. You want a bowl of ice cream, whipped cream over it, and a cherry on top. I'll get it. So he goes, and he comes back after a long time. He comes back, and uh, he brings with him uh, eggs and bacon. He brings with him eggs and bacon, and he places it before her. And she's angry, she looks at, looks at him and says, where's the toast? <laughs> well, you have to follow me if you want to understand the joke, okay? Okay. Okay. Anyway, I'm glad not very many old couples are here. <laughs> so you're all young couple. You remember, right? <laughs> you remember your anniversaries? <laughs> Oh, that will begin a conflict. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last uh, uh, slide, can you put it on for me, please? Thank you. All right. I'm asking you to define conflict or just explain what a conflict is. Is it just a disagreement? Is a conflict just a disagreement or is something more than that? I want you to answer. This is a workshop. This is not a preaching thing. All right? Is it just a disagreement or a conflict goes beyond disagreement? Depends on the conflict. <laughs> Depends on the conflict. <laughs> I think a conflict is uh, uh, something when you perceive a threat. Okay? You perceive a threat. A disagreement, you don't need to feel threatened. You can agree to disagree. But when there is a threat attached to the disagreement, it becomes a conflict. Alright? Uh, so why do you think there are conflicts in marriages? Why do you think there are conflicts in marriages? Huh? <laughs> now, why do you do that? That's what I'm asking. I'm going to the I wrote... No, not the a superficial thing. I'm going to the root. Why do you threaten? Huh? We are different people. Okay, one is one is you're different people. What else? Huh? The aspect of sin. You know, we are both sinful people. You have to understand this. Foundationally, we are all sinful people, and that is why uh, there is this uh, conflict. You are married to a sinful person and your spouse is married to a sinful person. But I think also uh, there is this aspect of, uh, uh, of uh, gender difference that is also part of the conflict. Yes or no? You are male and she is female. Okay. Yesterday evening we told LGBT, we put that aside, right? So, <laughs> I'm talking to a heterosexual, uh, <laughs> married, covenant marriage uh, uh, to you. Alright, so, a man and a woman, there are differences. You are made similarly, you are made of the same material. Yes or no? Or is the woman made with less material? <laughs> No, you are taken out of Adam, so you are both the same material, right? You are physically different, yes, but also mentally and thought-wise and emotionally, two different people actually. 
let, let me give you some situations so uh, you understand why conflict takes place. All right? Uh, sometimes a, a woman's word may not reflect what they intend to say. Okay? When a conflict happens, sometimes wives become so upset and go to the room and start crying. Alright? Uh, then if the husband comes, you know, after stealing some courage, you know, he comes to the door and he knocks at the door uh, and, uh, and he says, I want to talk to you. She will immediately say, leave me alone, I don't want to talk to you. Since the man's brain is logical, oh, he does, she doesn't want me to, so I'll go and watch staring. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> okay? Okay. Listen, men, what she's really saying is, come here and hold my hands. <laughs> Cut through my raised voice and tears and prove that I am important to you. That's what she's telling you. Okay. Huh? <laughs> well, you have to record it in your memory. <laughs> you have to record it in your memory, okay? <laughs> uh, if he doesn't understand what the wife is saying, after she tried to explain to him, she gets frustrated and again says, I don't want to talk to you. Actually, she wants to talk to you. She wants you to hang on there and she wants you not to give up. <laughs> and the man is waiting when to give up. <laughs> Alright? Okay, man. Okay, ladies, listen. Listen to how the man process things. Okay. Man is mostly uh, communicating as a matter of fact. Alright? Example. After coming from a wedding, the wife asks, How is the wedding? You're good. Then she was, how was the girl? <laughs> yeah, she was also good. <laughs> then they keep asking, what kind of sari did you wear? <laughs> <laughs> then she was, what did the mother wear? <laughs> what did the girl's mother wear? <laughs> you know, what did the you know, boy wear? And you know, she, what was the menu on the lunch? And this guy is not... not <laughs> not thinking or <laughs> not concerned about any of those things he wants he's come back tired after the wedding but she wants all the details every detail she wants you to uh, so conflicts begin with that with that you know one wanting to know all the uh, details and others saying okay everything was good don't ask for details <laughs> all right women are more indirect than men all right Sometimes we assume that he'll understand what we mean even though we fail to give them all the information. Okay? The woman is thinking he will understand. So let me give you an example. Husband is in office. He's coming back and uh, wife calls him and tells, you know, some guests are coming. There's nothing at home. Will you bring some snacks? Will you bring something to eat? So he goes, he gets some snacks and he comes back and the wife is angry. She says, they are coming at 8.30, they will have dinner. What are you bringing snacks? No, I have to cook all the food now. You don't love me. Uh, you don't care for me. <laughs> yeah, the wife, <laughs> Justin is shaking his head. <laughs> the wife won't tell you details. You ought to, you know. Uh, guess it all. Alright. Uh, uh, again, this is another issue where conflicts can take place. A woman's humor is always softer than a man. You know, man's humor is always teasing. Sometimes putting people down. Maybe in also public. You know? You joke and you think it's just a joke. But for the wife it is not a joke. It's not funny, buddy. <laughs> You'll know it when you go, get back home. <laughs> Alright. So, conflicts arises because you are to two totally different kind of directions we are coming from. Uh, as people, as male and female. 
Now, sisters, go, uh, listen to this. When your husband is stressed, okay, he will withdraw into his cave, the cave of his mind, and focus on solving the problem, okay? He's gone there into his cave, and he's trying to solve the problems. Well, uh, when he is so focused on solving that he temporarily loses awareness, everything becomes distant, forgetful, and he becomes unresponsive, preoccupied with whatever is going on in his mind. At such a time, he is incapable of giving his wife the attention, the feeling that she normally receives and deserves. If he can find a solution to his problem, he will be much better and comes out of his cave. If he cannot find a solution to his problem, he remains stuck in the cave and he will do something to forget his problem like reading or watching news or watching television or going to his friend's place and playing games. He will disengage his mind from the problem and slowly he relaxes. Alright? Wife finds that very difficult to accept. It's very difficult for her and uh, she feels her husband is moving away from her. So, solution is don't sit at the door of the cave and nag him. Okay? Don't try to go inside and try to solve his issue, find out his issue and you'll get burnt, burnt by his anger. Don't try to help solve problem by offering solutions. If you do it, if you do it, things are going to get worse. Wife can correctly interpret his reaction to stress as his coping mechanism rather than expression of how he feels towards you. Alright? As he recognizes how withdrawing is not the right way for me to deal with my wife in my situation, I need to be more caring and more concerned and more aware of her needs and when he makes those adjustments then the problems can be resolved alright so you have to understand this is how men deal with their issues and problems they don't talk they, they'll say you will not understand that's their usual problem you will not what, what will you understand what's happening in my the problem is I think we sometimes presume that our wives are not wise enough to give us good counsel. Maybe if you share, they can give you some insight that can be helpful. Um, okay, when a woman gets uh, uh, stressed, she looks, uh, she wants to talk to her husband about the problem and all other things associated with her problem. Okay? And the moment she starts uh, pouring out her heart, uh, uh, she's not actually concerned about finding solutions. Okay? <laughs> She just wants you to listen and to support. Don't give her solutions. You have a headache. Okay, take two saradons. Next problem. <laughs> that's how the man will. <laughs> but that's not what she wants. She wants what they call TLC. What is that TLC? Uh, tender loving care. Headache. Really headache you have. Shall we press your head a bit? <laughs> you know, don't give her some uh, solutions. She is not interested in solutions. Okay? She is wise enough to deal with her problems. Wife's response when, husband's response when the wife talks about her problem. Husband assumes she is blaming him and holding him responsible. Headache, okay. Because of me, you have a headache, is it? <laughs> he assumes he has to explain himself. So she stops him. Uh, stops him. So when the, the, the more he defends himself, the more upset she gets. She is not. She's talking to feel better. A man doesn't know this, and he, she will appreciate if you listen. Okay, if you listen. All right. Uh, so there are a lot of issues like that where conflicts begin because we are not understanding. We are male and female. So we have to learn things up. We have to learn things about each other. We have to learn things about uh, male and female. So, all of those things can uh, bring in conflict. So, what happens if conflict is not resolved? What happens if conflict is not resolved? 
Yes? What happens if conflict is not resolved? It festers. It festers. It festers and it will lead up to a big explosion. So we need to resolve conflicts. How do we usually respond to conflicts? How do you usually respond to conflicts? Huh? Initially withdraw. But where do you get that withdrawal from? That idea of withdrawing, where do you get it from? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Adam. Huh? Fallen nature. All that is general answers, but I want specific answers. Those are all true. I, I, I don't disagree with that. But from your family, how your parents resolve conflict, how conflicts were resolved in your home, you have been watching that from childhood and that is exactly the way you will behave. So when you establish a new relationship, a family, a new family, you have to forget some of the things, unlearn some of the things you have learned from your own family that are not good. You can take on what is good, but what is not good you should not, and you make new rules of how you resolve conflicts. You have to make rules how you resolve your conflicts. Okay? It's very important. It's very important. Uh, sometimes we are also in influenced by the culture around us, by the people and the culture around us. A lot of times we are influenced by that also. Our values, our beliefs, they influence the way we deal with uh, 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 conflicts. Does conflict trigger strong emotions? Yes or no? Huh? Does it involve strong emotions? Absolutely. It triggers strong emotions, stress. All these are part of you when you face conflict. So you should know how to handle stress and how to handle emotions if you want to resolve your conflicts. Okay? It is important for you to understand that which we will see in a little while. But conflicts can also be an opportunity to grow. Yes or no? Is there anything positive in conflicts? If uh, somebody comes for premarital counseling, uh, one of the questions we would ask, have you had a fight? <laughs> Why? It's good to have a fight and it's good for you to resolve that fight because then you grow. Then you grow, then you mature. If somebody says, I have no problem with marriage, I'm telling you that marriage has serious problems. <laughs> there is conflict, there will be conflict, but the point is, how do we deal with it and handle it? And once we deal with it and handle it, we grow, we mature. So there, is, there are positive things in conflict, and it's important for us to understand. Uh, if you come back, to, I think it's the first or second slide. Where's just ah this one. There are healthy ways of uh, managing and resolving co conflicts, and there are unhealthy ways of managing uh, and resolving conflicts. Okay, unhealthy way of resolving conflict: an inability to rec recognize and respond to the things that matter to the other person. That's an un unhealthy way to resolve your conflict. It's an inability to recognize and respond to the things that matter to the other person. Now, because we are sinful per people, in a conflict, what do we usually do? Because we are sinful people, what do we usually do? Oh. Then you have a hundred husband. <laughs> there is a story about, you know, in heaven, couples went. And uh, so Peter said, all the hundred husbands stand in this line. All the macho guys, you know, <laughs> stand on this line. And as they were standing, one suddenly in the middle, Peter notices one fellow coming from this line to this line. 
from the henpecked one to the, the macho guys one. So Peter asked him, why did you go there? He said, my wife told me to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are, we are basically selfish. <laughs> you know, we are basically selfish. That is why we, instead of recognizing what matters to the other person, what are we stuck on? What matters to me? When you do that, uh, you will, that's an unhealthy way of resolving conflicts. Okay? You have to see what matters to the other person. Uh, on the other side, the capacity to empathize with the other person's viewpoint. It's important to be able to empathize with the other person's viewpoint. You have to put, come to, put yourself into the other person's shoes, so to say. To understand what that person is feeling and from where she's, that person is coming and why she's saying the things or doing the things that she's doing. So you, you need to... Uh, that's a good way of uh, resolving a conflict. The second, the explosive anger, hurtful and uh, resentful reactions are not healthy way to deal with a conflict. But so often that's the way we deal, isn't it? That's the way we deal. So nothing happens, nothing is resolved. After some time we tend to put things under the carpet and not deal with the issue because we're dealing with it in, in, in the wrong way. So the opposite to it is to calm non-defensive and respectful reactions. Immediately we become defensive, right? When the conflict happens and we, attack, we become defensive, we want to prove that we are right, we are not wrong, you know. So don't be this defensive kind of person because then you cannot resolve the issue. So be calm, be non-defensive and be res respectful in your reactions. Even in your reactions you have to be respectful if you want to resolve conflict. Another un unhealthy way is withdrawal of love resulting in rejection, isolation, shaming and fear of abandonment. Withdrawal is not good for any relationship. Withdrawal, withdrawal is not good. That's how some people cope with conflicts. What do they do? They withdraw. They withdraw their love. They withdraw speaking. Uh, but that's not a healthy way of dealing with conflicts. A readiness to forgive and forget and to move past the conflict without holding resentment and anger. That's the spirit that's going to help you resolve your conflict. Okay, an inability to compromise or see the other person's view. You must be willing to compromise. If you are not willing to compromise, uh, conflicts will never be resolved. There has to be adjustments made. In a marriage you have to make adjustments, you have to make compromises for the betterment of the relationship. For you and us, the relationship should be the most important, not what I like. And so you must be willing to compromise. Both ways, not one, one way, both ways you have to do it. The ability to seek compromise and to avoid punishing. That's the good way of dealing with uh, conflicts. Feeling fearful or avoiding conflict, expecting a bad outcome is also not a good way of resolving, uh, resolving conflicts. You're afraid. If you bring it up, your husband may get angry. He may not talk to me. For various reasons, you're afraid to bring up the issue. That's not a good way of handling res uh, uh, conflicts. You must understand that. A belief that facing conflicts head-on is the best thing for both sides. Alright? This is important for you to understand. Uh, our time is limited, so I'll say a few more things and I have a case study for you. I'll give it to you and I want the couples to work on that case study and answer the questions I've given. Alright? Okay. If you give me the next slide. I told you there are two things that uh, 
affect our conflict resolution. One is stress and uh, the other is our emotions. Okay? Uh, how do we manage our stress quickly? The ability to resolve a conflict depends on your ability to manage your stress. Okay? When there is a conflict, you are stressed. Is that right or not right? You are right. You are stressed, number one, and you are emotional. There is there's a whole lot of emotion you know, going on into you. So if you want to resolve your conflicts, you must be able to manage your stress and manage your emotions. Manage stress quickly while remaining alert and calm. How do you do that? By staying calm, you can accurately read and interpret verbal and non-verbal communication. You see, when somebody is telling, okay, there's a conflict, and you ask, are you angry? No, I'm not angry, but the body is that side. So, verbally she is saying something, but in the body language, she is saying something else. So, if you are not stressed, you will notice this. You will notice this difference. And then you can ask, no, you are saying something, but your body language tells me that you are having an issue. Can you please tell me what the issue is? But if you are stressed, you don't notice it. Okay? You are not noticing it. Control your emotions and behavior. When you are in control of your emotions, you can communicate your need without threatening, intimidating or punishing others. When you are emotional, when you are angry, what will you do? You will threaten. Hannah, you will threaten. You will uh, uh, use uh, in intimidation and you will talk I leave you and you know you may talk of many things so control your emotions and behavior. pay attention to the feeling being expressed as well as the spoken words by the others not only the words but the emotions that are coming behind those words here be aware and uh, often respect differences avoid being disrespectful with your words and actions you can almost always resolve your problem faster if you are respectful with your words. But when the conflict comes, you forget the promise you made, no? In sickness and in health, what I'll do? I will love you. But when you are angry, I will respect you. All that goes down the drain. The words we use, Hannah? the things we tell. So be respectful when you are speaking to each other, when you are upset, when there is a conflict. Your problem can be resolved faster if you, you are respectful. Okay, the next slide. To successfully resolve a conflict, you need to learn and practice two core skill, uh, skills. One is quickly uh, relieve your stress and uh, quickly get your emotions under control. There's a psychologist who says there are three ways we are st our stressed, we manage our stress or the stress is reflected. One is foot on gas. It's a, it's a, it's a driving analogy. Okay? Foot on gas means an angry and agitated stress response. You're heated, you're keyed, keyed up, you're overly emotional, you're un unable to keep still. That's, some, that's the way some people express their stress. stress. Some others foot on the brake. They are withdrawn or depressed. Uh, 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 depressed. Uh, you shut down. You space out. You show very little energy or emotion. That's the way some people uh, re reflect their stress. Some people do both. Foot on the brake and on the gas. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tense and frozen stress response. You're, you're, you freeze under pressure and can't do anything but you're paralyzed, but internally you are really agitated. Okay, this is how you are expressing your stress. Different people different expresses it differently. Uh, a psychologist says these are the three ways you do it. Next slide. Uh, stress inst interferes with the ability to resolve conflict by limiting your ability to... Uh, to accurately read the other person's nonverbal communication, to hear what someone is really saying, be aware of your own feeling, 
to be in touch with your deep-rooted needs, to communicate your needs clearly. You will be unable to do this if you are filled with stress. You have to de-stress. You have to talk about coming to the fence, coming to a middle portion, take some time out and tell, okay, after so much time, at this particular time, this place we will meet and then we will de-stress, relax, calm down and then make some rules to re-engage. One of the rules we use is we have a piece of paper and whoever has the piece of paper will speak and the other person will remain silent and ah, not try to find what I will say next to my wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to listen. So when the paper is in the person's hand who is speaking, you listen. And when your opportunity comes, you are given the paper. And the other person remains silent and listen. So you make your rules. Come to the fence and you make your rules. Okay. Again, I have a, another slide, please. Uh, these are tips for managing your or resolving. Listen to what is felt as well as said. Make conflict resolution the priority rather than winning the winning or being right. Focus on the present. Pick up your battles. Some of your fights are absolutely for silly little things. Pick your battles. Pick up if you want to have a kind of something that <laughs> there is of substance. Not to put too much salt into my you know dial. You look, when a conflict, you are losing energy. You, you it's, 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 it's tiring. You are emotionally tired. So, pick your battles. Be willing to forgive. Know when to let something go. But let me put a put a spiritual foundation here. Every conflict. Are you listening? Every conflict and a response to that is a heart issue. What did I say? Is a heart issue. And so, if you want to resolve your conflict, where do you begin? Where do you begin? The heart. You got the point? Every conflict, let me, let me give, illustrate that to you. Uh, you have siblings? Or if you don't have siblings, you may have children. Two children, maybe. As a sibling, do you have, have you had sibling rivalry? Huh? Of course. So when you're fighting, and mommy hears you're fighting, and she calls out and tells, who is responsible to begin the fight? What will you say? What will you say? The other person. Have you ever admitted? Saying I was the person? Yeah, no. It's always the other person. And what you have done is a response to in Hindi is Usne Dakamara Mane Mukhamara. He pushed me I punched him. So the punch is in response. So who is wrong? Me or the pusher? According to you. <laughs> no, you will not admit both. <laughs> we will say the pusher is. If he had not pushed, I would not have punched. Okay, let me give you an illustration. Suppose I have a glass with me, alright? And I fill it with water. What do I fill it with? And I punch it. What will come out? Sure? Okay. I pick another glass and I fill it with Pepsi. And I give it a punch. What will come out? Water? Water? Pepsi. Why? Why will Pepsi come out? So if I push you and abuse comes from your mouth, what does that mean? If there is no abuse inside, no matter how much I push you, will it come out? So is the push the problem or the heart the problem? 
you, you understand the principle? It's ultimately a heart issue. It's not the push issue. Push only brings out what is inside you. So if there is a conflict and you are reacting in a bad way, where is the problem? In my heart. In each of your heart. So how will the resolution take place? By bringing a change in my heart, not in the other person's heart. Because that's what exactly we keep telling. You have to change. No. Who has to change? I have to change. And when I change, and if my spouse changes, the conflict is over, settled. You find a resolution. You find a middle path. So keep that in mind. Always there is a heart issue. The heart is desperately wicked. Jeremiah's conclusion about human heart. The heart is desperately wicked. There is a disease, an incurable disease. It's deceptive. Our heart is deceptive. Even to our loving ones, our heart can be tremendously deceptive. And we need to understand the condition of our heart. And we need to search our heart when there is a conflict that comes up in our relationship. And ask God to bring that healing in your life and my life. So, let me give you... This is a case study and I'm asking you as a couple to look at that and uh, behind it is the questions uh, behind it is questions which uh, you have to answer uh, so you're is enough you discuss and as a couple you discuss and write one per couple is enough because you can discuss with each other how to resolve this so study the situation uh, study the situation and uh, answer the questions discuss them as you answer the questions.
entry into if you are counseling them where 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 will you begin that's the question okay
I hope I didn't start any conflict <laughs> by giving you an exercise on conflict resolution. <laughs> but did you notice you're coming from different directions? How it's different how the man thinks and how the woman thinks, or even resolving an issue. So it's a learning experience. And the more you work out, you begin to see the different... Because this is a neutral case, you're not personally involved, you don't get agitated. If it is your own issue, then you are not more agitated and the emotions and stress all will be involved. But because this is a third person's problem, you are able to do it with a clear mind. Even if you have differences, you are going to listen. But translate that when you have your con conflicts. Uh, ultimately, you have to see what the heart issues are. I have, that's one of the questions, you know, what is the heart issue? What do you think is the heart issue uh, for the male and what is the heart issue for the woman, you know? And, and, and if, you, if you see that, if you resolve that heart issue, then resolving the conflict becomes very, very easy. Of course, the grace of God is available. Without that you can't, you can't even recognize your heart issue without God you know, uh, revealing that to you. But uh, I, I hope that's been a blessing and this session has helped you in some way, you know, in this part of, you can't do everything and I don't know everything about conflict resolution so I've just shared with you what I have gathered and I hope it's been a blessing to you. Thank you very much. In this case, ah. the husband's heart issue is looking for uh, appreciation and ah. for the wife it is affection. Okay, in this case according to their, their understands, the husband's heart issue is appreciation and uh, wife's is affection. Anybody else? Anything on that? Any any other thing? Any other thought on that? From somebody else? Insensitivity. Insensitivity. Huh. From whose side? From both sides. <laughs> that is because you are careful, is it? You said. <laughs> All right. Anything else on that? Anybody else? So, what Bible reference did you find to help them resolve their issues? Any Bible reference or Bible? Ephesians 5. Okay, everybody Ephesians 5, anything else? Huh? Corinthians, submission. <laughs> what else? 1 Peter, 1 Peter, the portion of marriage, yes. Huh? <laughs> Jeremiah heart is wicked. <laughs> huh? All have sinned then. <laughs> so let's keep on sinning. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> no. No. Alright. Anything else interesting? Anybody has come up with something interesting in this case? Anybody has come up with something interesting? Yeah, he's still a higher a maid. <laughs> so who will pay for it? <laughs> but sometimes... Uh, pardon? Some more problem may come hiring a maid. Pardon? <laughs> Swiggy. <laughs> I think what we have to understand, what the wife wants is time spent with her. Basically it's time spent with her. It's not the work itself, but when you do your work together, you are spending some time with each other, you are talking. The problem with, uh, with most couples is we don't talk to each other. And if you are talking, we are talking what to buy, grocery to buy, you know. Superficial things are the ones we are talking. We are not talking about issues that really matter or heart issues of each other. We are not sharing that. And it's uh, times like this in a premarital conference, we don't speak much. We give worksheets so that the couple are
focused on what they are talking to each other. So the questions help. So they are talking deeper issues uh, th through the exercise they do. Uh, so a lot of things has to be worked out by the couple. So a counselor only enhances them uh, to work it out. Because there is no formula. We cannot give a formula. A plus B equal to C. We cannot do that. That doesn't work. So we will have to enable you, giving you certain principles and asking you to focus on these and then you work things out yourself. Alright? Thank you and God bless you. Uh, anybody, one of you can pray and close maybe? You can. So, uh, can agree to disagree, can that be a resolution? Absolutely, like, it, can, it can be. If because it is not in a core issue. Yeah. If it's not a core issue, if it's, a, if it's a, suppose a fight on a core issue, then you can't agree to disagree. But if it's... So, uh, for example, let me tell you, if, uh, uh, if, uh, if uh, you're married to another denominational person in your wedding, and uh, the argument is about a theological issue, so where there is a core issue, there can be no compromise, but we can tell, we understand that is your view, that's where you're coming from, but this is the biblical view. And that way you can sort of uh, accept that person's, but you cannot accept the person's view as correct. But that's still agreeing to yeah, that is still agreeing to disagreeing, but with the clarity of what is really what the Bible is speaking about. And then you say, okay, you would have not understood that, and so I'll pray that you understand that. In that, I'm just giving an example. Can I request Justin to come and uh, close the session in prayer?